Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 122, The Blast Paris Major Part 12, featuring Shuhei from Gamer Legion. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Fair. Code Zero. Flusher. This is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. And this is Raps, and you're listening to the Truth CSGO podcast. the grand final of the Blast Paris Major and I can see through my hotel window the straggling Vitality fans schlep their hungover selves to the cafes for their morning croissants. And while the trophy was lifted by Vitality, in some ways the real story of this Major lies with their opponent Gamer Legion, a young and comparatively inexperienced team who entered this tournament ranked 31st. Spearheading their campaign was IGL Kamil Skaradek, or Shuhei, who only signed with them in September last year, and in that time, they won a couple of online tournaments, and they bowed out 2-3 in the Challenger stage of the Rio Major. They were a surprise showing at that tournament as well, but few expected them to get as far as they did here. Now, starting his career on Izuko Boars, where a few roster shuffles saw him become the IGL, he then got the call-up for the bizarrely successful Mouse Next roster, the academy team for Mouse Sports. They who won not only the first edition of We Play Academy League, but the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, until most of their players were sucked onto the main Mouse roster like innocent children at Wonka's factory just going up a clear drain pipe. <laughs> I have to admit, I only watched the odd game in those tournaments, so what exactly it was about that team that popped off so much, I don't know. But it is clear that Shuhei was an important factor. The main organization opted to stay with their leader at the time, Dexter, uh, at the time of bringing in the other players, I should say. Uh, and Dexter, this major, steered that team to a 0-3 crash out. In a giant, moist slice of irony, they were taken out in their final match by Gamer Legion and the one they let get away, Shuhei. I spoke with Shuhei at the Legend stage, and again, shortly after defeating Heroic in a historic match, the, the, the team that everyone thought was going to make the grand final, um, and this was an upset victory that no one really saw, but after our first talk, I thought it was a very definite possibility to the point I changed my pickums. And I'm sure you'll be as impressed as I am with this guy. In my opinion, had he won this Paris Major, it might have done him more harm than good, however. I have a feeling this taste of bitter defeat after getting so close as, as only going to be fuel for a player at the very start of their career. I think 10 years from now, if we're still watching CS, I'd put my money on Shuhei being one of the names we identify with the sport just as much as we do now with people like Glaive, Carrigan, and Fallen. 
As a final bonus segment that will follow, I bumped into Rick Bailing, the project manager for Gamer Legion uh, at the Acor Arena halfway through the semifinal, who gave me just a little more insight into how the hell this team did what they did. Also to note, my microphone battery silently died partway through this interview. Um, I guess all my gambling sponsors aren't paying me enough for spare batteries. Everyone asks how to pronounce your name, but how do you pronounce your last name? Oh, no one's ever asked me that, actually. There you go. Except for whenever I was in Ireland, but um, it's Skaradek. Skaradek. Yes. Kamil Skaradek. Yes, exactly. Okay. You, do, you, do, you are aware as well that shoey means drinking alcohol out of a shoe in Australia. Yes. I've heard about this and I've seen it a few times. Uh, yes, I'm aware. Okay. Well, I, I urge you not to do it because it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, actually... You mentioned Ireland, but that was my first question. How does a pole end up in Northern Ireland? Yeah, it's, uh, I was very young. Uh, my parents uh, seen an opportunity that uh, Ireland was a possibility for them to move in. And they really enjoyed it. So we stayed there. It was not a plan to stay there for long. Um, we, uh, we moved as a whole. We really enjoyed it uh, at the beginning. Um, yeah, and uh, moving on 13, 14 years down the line, uh, I myself decided to move back to Poland by myself, uh, leaving the, my parents there and my family. And now I'm living in Poland. Was that because of Izako Bors? Um, partly, yes. It was the time whenever I was coming into the scene. I was getting more known, you could say. And uh, basically, I... If I was living in Ireland, I was a little bit more limited to uh, being closer to events and, you know, meeting uh, uh, different communities and, and things like this. And if, if I'm in Poland now, I'm just much closer to boot camp. It's a lot less traveling and lost, a lot less exhausting. So it's just much more comfortable. So how old were you, like 17? No, I was uh, 18. Okay. 18 coming 19. Where'd you move to Katowice somewhere? No, I moved to a small city called Nysa, uh, down south. Um, close to the Czech uh, border. Okay. And yeah, it's just my uh, family hometown. Uh, so. Yeah. Did you have some family there? Yes, I have some. Yes, I have some family. There. Oh, that's good. So it wasn't just you moving completely. No, no, no. no it wasn't like a blank, a random move. It was. Uh, I knew where I was moving to. I knew that uh, I would be comfortable there, and I would still have people around me. That's brave, man. So you had your parents still back in Ireland. Wow. Good on you. You've, you took a big leap early on, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So that was kind of, I mean, I know you were on FPL at the time, but that was really what allowed, I was going to ask, like, how the hell Izako Bors brought you over from Ireland, but you were already there. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think it was necessarily or specifically them that did it. It was just my in my head that I just felt much more comfortable being closer to all these events and boot yeah. camps and and things like this. So it, it didn't come from their decision to... Trust me, I, I live in Australia. I know how it <laughs> feels to be like far away from yeah, everything. Exactly. Speaking of Izako Bors, I've heard you say in an interview that obviously you were watching VP, they were an inspiration to you, and then all of a sudden you're playing with my personal favourite player on VP, Biali, on occasion. How was yeah. that? Yeah, it was a crazy move because... Um, like you said, I was literally like getting interested into CS while watching Bialy and the Virtus Pro, and then one day out of nowhere, I'm playing with him. It's 
it's just crazy to even think about it. And whenever I told my parents, my brother who brought me into CSGO, I, I told him like, oh, I'm going to play with Bialy on the team. And uh, he was like, no, no, you're not going to do yeah, it. There's, there's no way. Classic older brother move. Shut the fuck, stop lying. Exactly, exactly. It was <laughs> just like that. And they, didn't, they couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was, uh, yeah, it was just some of these small dreams coming true, you know, along the way that now you're playing with them whenever back five years ago, you just dreamt of only seeing them at a stage and now you're actually playing with them. So it's these small dreams coming true. And, and what was Bialy like? Because I've tried to get him on this podcast for seven years now. He, it felt like he still has the hunger to win. He does. And to play. Oh. And you could for sure see it, you know, he wants to play, but I feel like he needs the right environment around him and the, the right chemistry in the team that suits him mm. specifically, which it might not be easy for him to get, uh, so yeah. Because he's an interesting character. Some may say that everyone is an interesting character, right? It's, uh, it's all about how comfortable you feel in an environment. If you have players that are not on the same uh, level as you or on the same boat as you, yeah. or how they want to accomplish things, it's, it's going to be difficult. And if you find the right teammates, the, the right chemistry in the team, then it's, it's a lot different. It's so important, but you seem to have, and it's difficult to work out how you're going to f work with someone beforehand, but you seem to really land it on your feet in Game of Legion. Like, it doesn't seem to have, like, it could have gone any better. Um, yeah, you could say that. I mean, uh, I don't think anyone expected that uh, we go from, you know, just an online team playing CCT, uh, these online tournaments, uh, to qualifying to RMR, going into our first major in Rio and then doing it uh, consecutively into our second major. Uh, for sure, no one expected it, but it's again, when we created this team, we focus on making sure that we believe in ourselves and what we are doing in the team is we're putting in 100% every time, no matter what. And uh, at the end of the day, in the long run, now you can see it paying off, right? So, yeah. One of the things you've spoken about uh, that you and I you and I have in common is an admiration for Carrigan. And I know you've also said you're, the people you've looked at have kind of, you've moved beyond Carrigan, but also you've sort of been more focusing on yourself a lot more now as you've had to lead, you know, bigger teams. Um, but I'm interested, why him and why not, let's say, Glaive or Fallen? That's a good question because I, I actually never realised why it was Carrigan or what happened that it was just him it just I just maybe it was maybe I don't know like I was watching I remember this TSM game on Mirage uh, and like just his name just popped off to me and it just stood uh, stood out to me and ever since then I just uh, it's just stuck in my head and every time I was watching something or I looked at HLTV or so or, you know try to follow a game he was always there and he was always playing and it, that just stuck by me and uh, till this day I just follow him and uh, I have huge respect for what he has done and yeah. Do you think you guys have similar styles at this stage? Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe there are some similarities for sure. Obviously I've never known how actually it looks in game for him or in his team. Uh, I could only hear from podcasts that, you know, he's a very smart person and what they are doing in a team is just uh, uh, very good and it works for them. And I try to, like I said previously, I try to not base myself or I try not to look into other, how other players team, uh, other teams play or 
how players manage certain things, I try to do it myself, deal with it, and then see if it's working. If it's not working, I readjust, I trial and error, you know? I, mm. I then I go a different approach and try to find a different solution or, you know, a, a different way of, of overcoming these things. I have heard you say that you see your style as quite aggressive and there's a lot of chaos, and FaZe have been described that way. But I do know that Carrigan calls a strat almost every round, mm-hmm. or at least in the game yesterday against Na'Vi, when their backs are against the wall, he's calling a strat every round. But I, I assume his players also get a lot of freedom in the mid-rounds. Mm-hmm. I've heard Acor say that you give them a lot of freedom. Is that what you try and do with all of your players as well? Yeah, I think I'm very quick and uh, you could say good at adapting really quick into what's happening in the game. So let's say out of 15 rounds uh, on T side, you have um, each round you need to follow up closely. And um, in my role where I'm, um, you could say the rotator on most maps, uh, or I'm uh, the map control person, I need to not only focus on where I am at the minute, I also need to focus on what's happening on the other side of the map, or what my teammates are doing, so that three rounds, four rounds down, five rounds, uh, five rounds down, I can use that to my advantage. And actually, just like you said, Carrigan is uh, calling a strat every round. Then what I would do is something like it make these small adjustments where I would still keep my teammates comfortable uh, in the game, but I would make these small adjustments to make sure that I use the information I have from previous rounds to my advantage. Right. It must be such a brain drain. You must be exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just like with every job, you could say. I mean, this is more mental uh, in CSGO that you need to stay on the right track at all times. Uh, At home, it's very difficult to stay focused for 10 hours a day, just purely giving out 100% to the team during practice where you need to prepare for the major or, or other tournaments. And then going into the major, you, you also need to do the exact same thing, just constantly you know, giving 100% no matter what, because if you go into practice at home and maybe you're slacking and you're, you're only giving 50%, then you go to a major and suddenly you're changing it. Now you're, you want to give 150% then you're going to change your environment. Now you're suddenly changing as a person and it feels completely different uh, to what you have been uh, doing at home. So you need to find that balance and that consistency uh, between uh, making sure you don't burn out and making sure you still give as much as you can to the team. You're only 20. What do you know about burnout? Have you burnt out yet? No. Let's say, let's say no. It's, it's, it's in the horizon. It's still to come. The joys of burnout. Yeah, I think, but I'm also at the stage where I'm enjoying to play so much to the point where I don't even think about that. Yeah. Maybe in the back of my head, I do feel a little bit, you know, tired sometimes or mm-hmm. exhausted over after a tournament. Like right now we're in Paris for almost uh, two weeks. Uh, I actually, and then including the bootcamp, it's like uh, three weeks away from home already. So in the back of my head, it's, it's obviously a little bit exhausting, but you know, you have to stay on the right track and up until it's finished, uh, you just need to give 100%. Two questions about that. One, how professional is Gamer Legion at this stage? Do you have dietitians and exercise coaches and psychologists and stuff like the big teams? We have a sports psychologist, yes, we work uh, with her and she's a very good help to the team. Um, probably one of the reasons why we are here right now in Paris at the major. Um, I think things like diet, yes, I heard a lot of teams have this uh, in their uh, organizations where it's kind of a little bit more strict. But I believe that 
it's um, very good to stay comfortable in a team. And as a player, I would rather have the player have his own responsibility of making sure that his diet is on point and uh, you know, seeing him taking care of himself is a lot better than if someone forced him to do something. Uh, and it just, let's say I'm, I'm on a good diet and I'm showing a good example to my teammates, you know, that they should be using as a motivation to do the exact same thing. Uh, because if I'm on a diet and if I'm doing all these things to try and succeed, why should they not be doing it if we're at the same level? So I don't think it necessarily should come from someone above to tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that to, to, uh, to succeed. It also comes from your own responsibility as a player, as an individual, whether that is in-game or outside of the game. It comes with a lot of factors uh, about responsibility. Where'd you get all this wisdom from, dude? <laughs> do I have a lot of wisdom? Well, I when know. I was 20, uh, I didn't know what was going on. You seem like you've got a lot. Of, your parents must be pretty clever people. Yeah, I would say that. Very hardworking, very clever people. You cannot take that away from them. There was a, some info that came out recently about Devil Walk, who put a sign up in the B&E prac room. That yeah. You don't deserve anything. And then I just heard this interview with Nitro where he was saying, we deserve to win a major. And it's amazing that two completely different mentalities can find themselves in, you know, in the major and, and be doing great things. What, do you see like victory or winning as something you deserve or not deserve? Do you see it as something that you will eventually get to regardless of you know what happens? I guess I'm asking you about your relationship with winning. Yeah, I think the way you said it uh, that I don't focus mainly on uh, having winning as a motivation. I prefer to focus on myself and as long as I'm progressing and uh, I'm doing what's correct for me and I'm stepping up every year or every few months or every week or every day, then that's what keeps me going. Um, so yes, motiv uh, motivation also comes from winning and I think it's normal, it's in every sport like this and with everything that you can think about it. But I think if as soon as you start winning everything, you need to still have some sort of motivation in yourself. and. If you only put all your motivation into winning, you, you will lack motivation at some point where you cannot keep going. And it's important that you need to find in yourself something that you can still continue growing onto. And you know, looking forward to every day, looking tomorrow, you wake up and you say, okay, what do I want to do different today? Or, you know, it's little things like this that just keep you going. And it's just like, there's a saying, like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? It's, you have to have a balance. You're, when I say wisdom, you are saying things about your, where I see your longevity of your career um, that pros who I've interviewed who are much older than you haven't quite worked out yet. Were you, I know your older brother introduced you to CS. Did you also complete the other part of the CS origin story and play soccer before you started playing CS? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did, yes. I played for a very long time. Uh, yeah, it was, again, before I knew about CSGO, um, soccer or football <laughs> uh, was something that I was very interested in and very dedicated to. And as soon as Counter-Strike came up and I, I viewed this as an opportunity, I, I started to dedicate everything to Counter-Strike because I really believed in it. Mm. Um, I just spoke to Naf before who said that when he was on Optic and all the other parts of Optic got taken away, Stewie went to Cloud9, um, I forget where the others went. 
he kind of realized that he he felt like a bit of a victim because they were going off to all of this success and he was kind of stuck on renegades and he'd said to them i'll play whatever you want me to play and his career had just been going downhill i don't get that that's the sense that's that's what happened to you but you were in a similar position you saw parts of mouse next being taken off and going off to various success what, what did that feel like to, to to be sitting there waiting for the phone to ring it was i wouldn't say it was frustrating or i, I wouldn't say i was uh, too annoyed at that situation um the connection we had in mouse nxt with uh, the, the the teammates i had um we bonded so uh, so amazingly like uh, we were like best friends to each other and whenever i seen them going up and getting promoted i was in no way sad or nothing like this the only thing i was feeling was that i'm really happy and proud of them what they have done so uh, that for sure obviously like i said previously whenever you're playing in an academy team the the one main goal is for you to probably is to get promoted right um but um, even in my case, how do I word this? Hmm. Uh, for me, it was I wasn't frustrated or anything like this. It was more um, maybe it was just not the right time for it to to do it. And like I said, I, I focus on myself a lot and making sure that these things don't get into me because I know if in your head you know what you're capable of, then sooner or later that, uh, that will come true uh, if you believe in it. And I knew towards the end of my journey in Miles NXT that I was ready to move on. And uh, I knew it very deeply. And that's why I made the decision that, uh, you know, Gamer is the next step where you know, I didn't want to join a tier one team where it's already everything is developed and I'm, I skip a huge part of my career. Um, I would I prefer to join a much less developed team where I can work on myself still and work on my teammates and the, gain the experience I need to actually be a tier one uh, player in the future. So I, I, I don't think I take it for like, uh, I'm not uh, annoyed at it or anything like this. Uh, I, I just use it as a learning curve. That's so clever. I think a lot of players would have jumped at the chance to go to a bigger team and like we saw with players like, I don't know, Grimm on Liquid might have founded under all of the weight of that. Um, what about Shejin? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Shane. Shane? It's not Shane. It's Shane. In the Polish word is Shane. Um, what about him? He went to Illuminar and then sort of seems to be without a team now. Why did he not um, get the call up, do you think? I'm not sure. Uh, what's going on with him. We're still staying in touch, but um, it's also not my place to say uh, what he's doing right now or what, what, what are his goals and things like this, but um, he was mechanically one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, you know, his aim was out of this world, one of the best in Poland, if not the best, uh, honestly. Like, you put him into, you tell him to go into position and he will stay there for the whole round and you will literally just headshot everyone coming into the angle. Like, he was a very crazy individually, like mechanically skilled. Um, but I think um, we, maybe we weren't the best team for him to grow uh, as a player. Maybe in 
our environment, uh, he needed maybe someone else or, or something else uh, that he could use to grow uh, for the future. And maybe he found it difficult just in our team or in our roster to do exactly that. Um, but he still, uh, you know, me and him spent time in Isakobors together and we came into Miles NXT and I could still see that me and him were both making uh, a huge progress together and it was so nice to see. But unfortunately, not, ever, not everything goes uh, the way you like in, in the end. And, you know, I par we parted ways. I had to go somewhere, he had to go somewhere. And that's just how it ends up. But, uh, yeah, I think he, he was a great teammate. He was never like a, uh, like a problem. Basically, he was very unproblematic. Whatever you tell him to do, he would always do. He's, he was very helpful in that situation. So, yeah. When I spoke to Isaac, he gave me the sense of someone being very light. Like, he doesn't seem like he's, and, and nor should he, one of the players like who's in their 20, late 20s and early 30s, who's lost a lot of game, a lot of mm -hmm. tournaments, and has this weight of a career behind them. Isaac strikes me as someone who's still very enthusiastic and optimistic and very clear-eyed and bright-eyed about the whole thing. And in fact, watching you guys play yesterday, I get that sense about you a lot. It's very, it's very easy for me to ask how have you felt if you, if you win the whole thing, which is a difficult question, but have you thought about how you feel if you don't win? Would you be happy with where you got to? Of course. It's, I think the whole team would be happy even if we ended right here today. But in the, just like every competitor's mind, you have to have in your head that you, you need to go forward and and aim for more and aim for more, always aim for more. And it will, we will use it, even if we win, we will use it as a learning curve at the end of the day, as an experience that we can gain moving forward and how do we use that experience to our advantage. Uh, reaching legend stage was already an uh, achievement and it's something that we can now, in a few months time, a few years uh, time, we can use that experience of reaching to legend stage as a as a as a benefit to us uh, going forward. Same for champion stage. Now we, we get a chance to play in front of the crowd. A lot of people after Mouse got knocked out said that you should be the IGL of Mouse. If you were to get knocked out now and Mouse came calling, this is an impossible question for you to answer. But I'm going to ask it anyway. What would you do? I have no. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's for sure a tough question, but I am not in a position right now to answer that question because I I'm playing Gamer Legion right now, and the only thing I'm focusing is on the major where I am right now. As it finishes, then I will start thinking about it, and maybe then I could give you an answer. It's an unfair question. <laughs> I should apologize. For <laughs> One thing I'm interested about is what has changed because. I saw in at least one interview you said you guys have been able to find or one of the things you really concentrated on since Rio was finding more consistency against lower teams, which I guess means raising the floor of the team, right? Mm -hmm. How do you do that in a Counter-Strike team? It's the smallest thing you could ever think of. Um, the chemistry, uh, going over mistakes, the, the individual that you are in the team and how you show yourself to the team outside of the game and inside of the game. Uh, it's what attitude you show 
it's uh, how dedicated you are. It's all these little things that uh, make you a better teammate and help the team grow. If if I if we had a teammate in the team uh, that just you could see that he was not believing in the project and he was just there to work, you know, then we would not be right here. And it's exactly in this team where we've focused on the mental side to not to, to not fall into that trap of um, of getting caught up uh, with uh, you know trying to grow too fast or or going off the, off the track a little bit and getting lost in ourselves like we we try to focus on the good things that we have right here as a team and making sure we just progress with it every day and it's not been easy we, every team goes through its struggles we uh, we had a very tough time uh, before this major even you know it's a lot of teams have this but at the end of the day it's it's what's still in your head you know if even though we we might you know disagree on something but if your views in your head change about uh, how you view the team and how you want to approach further on uh, weeks and months, then it's no, there's no place for you in a team. And it shouldn't be that way that, uh, you know, someone is putting in 200% and you're only putting in 50%. It's, uh, it's, this, it's this whole, like, small things and factors that go into, like, becoming consistent and making sure that you're still staying on the right track. Uh, but I think with the right staff that we have, uh, we've just been doing really good in that and making sure that our progress is going up all the time. I wish I had brought it up, but I've actually put you to go through and win the whole thing. Um, who would you like to face in the final? Let's say you make it through to the end. Um, probably the dream matchup would be against FaZe, but it's uh, impossible because we, we would meet in the semi-final. But yeah, I think uh, playing against FaZe, against a team that I have so much respect for, you know, my crazy players and their amazing players, uh, legends of the game, uh, to have that opportunity to play against such a team in the final, it's, it's really out of this world. I mean, uh, 10 years ago, I would only, you know, watch them play and uh, now I have the chance to, to, to even play against them. So when Carrigan looked at you with tears in his eyes, and says, you too, Shuey, you'd just grin and say, I'm here, boy. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Great. And you? I feel good because my pickings are good, man. I told oh, you perfect, I had you for, I told you I had you to win all of this. So this is where I say, I told you so. Yeah, true. Um, you had a great read on their CT side especially on the last map, Mirage. Was that anti-stratting or were you guys just playing fundamentals there? I think uh, just the fundamentals. We struggled the first map in Ancient. Um, we maybe tried to force it a little bit too much with the plays and uh, you know trying to gain information. We kept it simple towards the end of Ancient City side and it just was working. And we knew that's something we need to keep on going further. Just use the information we have, keep it simple and don't overcomplicate things. Make sure we find ourselves in a comfortable position. So it's letting them make mistakes as opposed to trying to force them? Yeah. Um, what do you think in the end you had that they didn't? Because that was a very close game it seemed like, even, even in the last map. It's a good question. I think um, I could be wrong. I don't know what's going on in their team, but it just felt like maybe they didn't show up their A game today. And I've watched them uh, plenty of times. I don't know how to play and they play really good. And maybe today was just not their day and that's it. But for us, 
we showed up as a team and as individuals today and we proved it on the server. What was the difference in playing like on a stage like this to, for instance, the finals you've had before we play? It feels amazing, especially now that we had the two games and the crowd was on our side. Maybe tomorrow it'll be differently, depends on who wins. But the, the stage is incredible. I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Have you guys been improving game to game, do you think? Or is this just the level that you've had the whole time and we're only seeing it now? I think we're improving every game. You could see the improvements, the, the, the decisions we're making in the... Uh, during the games, during uh, officials, like it's, it's crazy to see that three, four days ago we were making like you know maybe silly mistakes, but now you're on stage and you're fixing them, like on stage where you're playing in front of thousands of people and those mistakes are being fixed instead of uh, you know carrying on. So it's great to see. When you say you're fixing them, you're fixing them in your head, or you're talking about them as they're happening in the team. We're talking about them after the game and before each game. Uh, Whenever we do the prep, that's what we talk about and it's not easy whenever you're at a tournament to instantly adapt and fix those mistakes because they do sometimes take some time. But here, like I said, every day has just been improving and whatever we talked about yesterday, today is already different, uh, completely different approach to it, so it's great to see. I noticed you had attack around when you were at 14 on that last map and there was also an attack at the very end of Inferno where Ash was speaking. What was he talking about to you guys? Just keep it calm, keep it uh, simple and make sure we're staying comfortable and in control of the game. Um, we've had this issue previously as a team where we were struggling to finish out games, but today exactly we uh, took the approach of taking tactical and just talking it out, you know, calm down and it worked perfectly. So he was helping you with mentality, he wasn't giving you strats, he was just like, guys relax. Yes, uh, he was just mentally uh, making sure we are stable and, uh, and in control. Did you know that I am was this good? Yes, I said it in my previous interviews, he's, a, he's got a huge talent and the potential he has if he keeps it up is, is huge, it's out of, the, out of this roof, so for sure, he just needs to keep it up. Once you're done with this other gauntlet of interviews, um, what's tonight hold? How are you going to prepare for tomorrow? Same, same day as yesterday and same day as two weeks ago. We're going to just keep uh, making sure that we're comfortable and we're not going to change too much up. Just looking at some demos tonight, getting some rest, eating some chow. Exactly. Watching some anime? No. So I bumped into their project manager and I don't think I really got a proper explanation of what you do for Gamer Legion. Um, yeah, like my responsibility is our bootcamp location. So we have besides our office a gaming house in Berlin where our teams are training for big tournaments, coming together, growing as a team and yeah, like provide the teams with everything they need. That's like my job. Have you been with them since the start of this iteration of the roster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like first time before the Rio RMR. They were just picked together from our team manager and had yeah, the first boot camp together in there and they grow so fast together as a team. It's incredible. What do you think they've got that makes them grow so fast? I think first and foremost it's the chemistry in between them. They are just like everyone is something, they are supporting each other very great and just have a lot of fun together. And I think that's a big factor that they're growing so fast and obviously they all have a high skill in Counter-Strike and that helps as well. Um, my, I've done two interviews with Shui and, and most of this episode will be about him. Can you, can you comment on him and what he's like in practice in the boot camps? Yes. Basically, like the leader, you also see on stage. So he, he uh, makes the calls. Also, like most of the time, what they do, 
But then there are also like the factors that Kios is bringing in a lot of fun. Isaac is a great guy to keep a group together. You have Aiko obviously with a, with a little bit of experience more also than the other guys. And yeah, Mi is just, if he gets comfortable, comfortable in the group, you can see what he does here at the stage. Did you feel like they could make it this far? Sorry? Did you feel like they were going to make it this far? Like the targets were set high from the company, but also from the team as well. But that they go that far, it is a miracle run indeed. But they deserved every step that they made as they looked from game to game and just got bigger and better. But yeah, it is a miracle run. So. What was the company's targets for this major? Company's targets were like last time in Rio, we were 2-0 uh, up in the challenger stage, then go out 3-2. So obviously make it far than this. So legend stage was a target. And yeah, from, from that on, just game to game, what we can win, we win.